This is Analog Spectrum. They put the hacky in hacky sack. That is not going in the podcast. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, Analog Spectrum, back at you. This is Tony speaking. I'm with Doug. Here I is. He's here. And uh, this is a uh, a podcast that you are now listening to. Yes. It's uh, a good one. I think it's going to be a good one. I am really very interested in this. And uh, yeah. I'm gonna, before we even get started, a little context uh, okay. for the listeners. Probably like about uh, two or three weeks ago, and we've talked about this before, you know, we don't really go into a lot of stuff with the plan. And Doug called me up and he asked me if I'd seen uh, the movie Fantastic Voyage. And, uh, 1966? 67. 1966? Is it 66? That's the credits. That's what it says. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Mid-60s. Yeah, Let's yeah. call it mid to late 60s. Yeah, something like that. And uh, and and I said, no, I hadn't. And he commented, yeah, it's got Rocco Welch in it. And it won't make up a whole podcast, but we can maybe talk about it for like 15 minutes. And I said, hey, I got an idea. I'm a fan of Rocco Welch. Uh, why don't we just pick three random Rocco Welch movies that we know and and uh, and we'll watch those three, and we'll just kind of talk about those movies. And uh, so it was just kind of like a throwaway idea. But I got to tell you, I've so the three movies we picked obviously was Fantastic Voyage, and mm-hmm. and uh, and then we picked uh, Hanny Calder, which was 1971. Mm-hmm. And unlike a lot of movies, Doug, Doug mentioned this about me before in the past. I don't know who directed it. I kind of maybe know a little bit about the stars. Uh, I got busy. I didn't research these all that much. Right. And the third one. Uh, was Mother Jugs and Speed from 1976. Right. So we picked those three movies. And, and not for any real reason. No, no. Yeah, not, just well, that was kind of random. Tony had one of them, so. Yeah, I owned, I, uh, Hanny Calder, I actually, uh, when Amazon, like when I got Amazon Prime and I got mm. it on my, my TV, mm. it was just a movie. I remember watching it as a kid, like on HBO mm-hmm. when I was, and, and I, I bought it. Right. Like for like nine bucks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. now I have it forever. Right. And uh, and then the other one was Mother Jugs and Speed. I, very difficult to get, but for this podcast, I purchased the DVD for twenty bucks, and right. and Doug and I shared it, and, and right. he watched it on the right. DVD, which the DVD itself was surprisingly quality, good quality uh, right. for DVD. Uh, that I think is a rip, but uh, yeah. I thought the sound was off on that because um, I have a I have a sound bar with a subwoofer, right? and it was blowing out my subwoofer. Really? Yeah. yeah. So but, I had to disconnect that and just listen to it through the TV speakers. That's interesting. It's fine, whatever. But yeah. yeah. Like so, you said, I think it was I think it was a rip, but whatever. yeah, but uh, but I don't even know where to start with this now because well, it, yeah, well, and let me tell you the, uh, before we get too far into this, uh, I had a fond memory of Hanny Calder because I, I watched it on HBO. I actually went to go see Mother Jugs and Speed in the movie theater with my brother. I was wow. I would have had to been uh, nine years old. Yeah, yeah, and 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 interestingly, that movie's rated PG, right? Which we'll get maybe we'll get into that a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but okay, go ahead. Uh, well, so all I was going to say is before we jump too far in, did you know, I think Raquel Welch is actually Mexican. Is she? Her real birth name is Joe Raquel Tajida. Really? Yeah. And I had this, I just literally pulled this up on my phone as you were walking into the room to, to start the podcast. Huh. Born in Chicago. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Day. Joe Raquel Tajida. 
Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah, uh, and she's in she's in something uh, like uh, some movie that they did about Hispanic actors. She so could be she's, she could be Spanish. Yeah, yeah Spanish or Mexican. Yeah. So well, and, and and if you kind of think about you know uh, you know uh, Spanish Hispanic heritage mm-hmm. is not like Caucasian that. Man, it really just kind of runs the whole gambit on. Well, yeah, I was going to say when you see her on screen in some films, she could pass for uh, Middle Eastern, she could pass for Hispanic, she yeah. could pass for Caucasian, depending on how she does her hair and whatever else you know. So, right, right, and makeup and stuff. But uh, yeah, anyway, you know, well, clearly uh, a, a beautiful woman and all of yeah, that. Yeah, so. I was going to say that's a good place to start, like yeah. Raquel Welcher, uh, and and we might as well just kind of like this is this this podcast has the potential to be almost dangerous i'm kind of yeah. kind of tony's curious. dancing around it already no well the, not that i mean i'll be i'll be the first to admit beautiful woman yes. i mean yes. i mean honest you know i i uh, watched her in these movies and we'll maybe we'll get into that a little bit too where like okay handy calder she i just i was like you know i'm it makes my heart beat you know what i mean right like, right be fast just... well let's do this how about this because okay. I, I had a discussion on the way over here uh, uh-huh. with my wife because she watched all three of these sure. movies with and um she just didn't want to participate in this particular um podcast uh, but she has thoughts mm-hmm. and so we were talking about it and i have some interesting stuff to talk about but um but let's go through the movies first and, and by the way she has 66 acting credits Okay. Which is that's pretty significant. Sure. I mean, you know, a movie, uh, it takes months, sometimes years to even make a movie. So, yeah. Uh, 66, but she was in all kinds of TV shows, Seinfeld, yeah. and she was on The yeah. Muppets. and Love Boat. Uh, yeah, all kinds of different yeah. stuff. So, yeah, she's done a, a ton. So sure. Good for so, her. I yeah. mean, she was... She was, uh, you know, there's, there's actors uh, and people that are famous like her that I just get the idea that, like, if you're around her... And uh, and clearly, I'm crushing on Rocco Welch. But if you're around her, you're probably, you know, just like you know, she just has it. She's yeah. she's got the it. Yeah, she's just a you yeah. know, uh, and her acting, uh, you know, the movies we watch her, and she's fine. You know, well, what she I mean? got the, she developed. Yeah, for yeah. sure, she developed. Sure, but uh, so but okay, so, so let's start with Fantastic Voice because that's where the whole thing started. Yeah. I, I was really man. I don't even know how this happened. Um, I. Don't watch a lot of TV. I watch movies when when you and I do stuff like sure. this. Um, and um, you know, if I find something good to watch, we'll we'll watch it. Um, but it when it starts getting like blah, I just turn it off. You're right. not like you. I know you will. Like I sit, I gotta watch this all to the end. I do For not the most do. That. Part, I will turn a movie off halfway through if it if, sucks. If it's which really is what bad, I want to do well, with Mash, by the way. I so. really tell you, if it's really <laughs> if, if, it's, if it's really bad, I'll turn it off. Yeah. There's lots of movies right. that started. And not didn't stop because I thought it sucked. It just didn't interest me. Right. So here's the thing. Yeah. So when this, I was I was just poking around. I think Elzeth was making dinner, so I can't remember. It was a really casual afternoon evening time frame. Uh-huh. And uh, and this popped up in my feed, and I thought, oh man, sometimes I really like watching like really shitty B movies. Right. Just you know that Mystery Science Theater three thousand syndrome, uh-huh. you know. And so let's put this on and and put it on, and I was very impressed with the graphics for the time. Right. Like the green screen stuff that they did in that movie had to be like massively ahead of its time. Right. And just, just so anybody that's not familiar and do we have to say spoilers? No. Nah. So, uh, so fantastic voyage is about a, uh, individual who, well, who has knowledge. Uh, he ends up getting a head injury that causes a blood clot in his brain. And, and there is a government agency that has the ability to shrink people down to microscopic size. They shrink 
these people down to microscopic size. Put them in a little submarine. Put them in a little submarine, inject it into this guy's body because the brain clot is otherwise inoperable. And yeah. they're gonna they're gonna take the submarine through his body right. to the uh, so to the blood clot. The early version of Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Well, and or, and, or what and, was that one with? Uh, with uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, I don't know. Richard Pryor did one as well. Did he? I yeah. know that Martin Short did Martin one Short with, uh, and with uh, yeah, yeah, Inner Space. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So but but and this movie's been spoofed a bazillion yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. You know, every it's been spoofed, but but that's that's the gist. That's the gist. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know any of this going in. I'm just right. like, ah, oh, whatever. It's it's a beef flake from the okay. '60s. Let's just put it on. But um, what initially caught, I was laughing at first with some of the crappy scenes, you know. Sure. And then uh, and then when I realized like. They're actually doing a pretty damn good job with the CG on this thing, man. And, For 1966 uh, or seven. Yeah, yeah, and and, and like wow. And so uh, we started kind of getting into it at that point. <clears throat> and there's all kinds of fantastical stuff, uh, you know. Hence the Fantastic Voyage. But mm-hmm. uh, in the background, when they're going through this guy's body, there's capillaries, and you know, and they're yeah. explaining what you're seeing in these these weird globs of color you know around the background almost psychedelic 60s type stuff um but it fascinated me for some reason i don't know why i normally would have just shut it off but um then i realized that she was in it and uh i said let's just watch it you know yeah and uh so yeah it was it was super entertaining i I, like just genuinely uh a throwback to a time when movies were i don't want to use the word innocent because that's Mm. that's a little too strong of a word but it was a it was just a story. It was just a, you know, right. clearly not even trying to be real. Yeah, right. um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. It was it was cool. I think it was it was uh, a movie of its time, and mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is uh, is like the generals. You know, they're like you know the salty generals yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go like get ready to roll your eyes. Okay, you know I'm a medical person. There's stuff in there. I'm just kind of like, nope. I mean, even yeah, for the okay. time, yep. even for the time, I'm kind of like, nope. Yep. But uh, uh, but uh, but I but I knew extension of disbelief. I can't. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. My wife is watching it with me. I'm not about ready to start going like, no, that's not where the you know, yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. there's no valve going yeah. into the right atria. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna get into that, but right. uh, but. Uh, uh, I thought it was a good movie for its time. Uh, it, there were things in it that were, uh, but I don't think it's aged well. I think it's kind of like, like for example, there's like a secret base underground. You know, they they go to this place. They go the car goes down in the elevator. It's supposed to be extremely secret. And once they get down to the bottom, it's like a shopping mall. There's people mm-hmm. like everywhere. It's yeah, like, I thought that was pretty funny. Again, this is just picking yeah. on the movie for Yeah, of course. They they drove those little golf carts. Everywhere. Right? Yeah. Everywhere. And they literally I laughed at this. He drove the like so they had to get a like a secret agent guy right. to run to run uh, security on this right. mission, you know. So uh-huh. of course, you know, it's a yeah, drama. That's, that's the hero. But they, yeah, but they, they literally, the general drove right up to the escalator, and they got off. They had to walk around the golf cart to get on the escalator. They left it right at the at the opening. I was like, <laughs> I know. there's so much. It's Austin Powery kind oh, of. You oh, know what I mean? that's exactly right. Yeah, there's so much about this movie. If you watch it through the the lens of like 2022, 20, 23, yeah, yeah. wherever we are now, uh, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, of course. But you have to basically pull back and say it's a movie. Uh, well, compare it to what else was being made at the time. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah, because Lost in Space and all that sort oh, of yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, predates, predates that uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, predates like 
like like it was and they were making these movies up to like 76 77 until star wars came yeah. along they were just like this you know yeah, yeah. and uh, the special effects were, were okay for the time uh the acting was okay i thought donald pleasance was great i i mm. i i thought it was funny how donald donald pleasance was clearly like this atheist and there was the, the guy yeah. with the laser and he obviously was like they, they, even though i didn't get into it too much he was right. like doing all this poetry about how you yes, know the philosopher oh god it was it was yeah. just it was it was, oh, it was, it was so pretty painful yeah yeah and painful. uh uh so so the movie itself but as far as like the rock interestingly Rocco welch who must have just kind of started getting into her fame she was second build in this movie yeah and uh her part was about as thin as they come yeah she i was mean the assistant to the scientist yeah and and they even kind of alluded to the fact that she was like crushing like on the 65 year old doctor right you know and that right. was that was Cring- and I'm going to use the word cringe a lot in this podcast, by yeah. the way. That was cringy. But, but she was like, she admired him for his intellect and sure. his commitment to humanity and yeah, all that but, stuff, right? But, so it wasn't it was as crushy as it was. Yeah, it was just weird. I yeah. mean, it was whatever. Yeah, I mean, okay. they didn't really, they didn't anyway. really say, I mean, she, they, they, there was no romance there. Yeah, it was, but, yeah, it was all But they great, kind of but, alluded to yeah. it. But she was the one that was like, a, a, you know, she did, her part had nothing. It was just, no. you know, she just was nothing. I she mean, didn't do anything. She yeah. probably had like, 20 lines in the whole movie yeah. and it was like you know the laser is secured doctor you know yes. the la- oh my gosh you yeah. said you secured the laser i did secure the laser her job was basically just to kind of be eye candy yeah that was it yeah so a little bit of exposition not very and little. then she had to be the victim for the for the yeah. hero because they saved her from the white blood cells or yeah, from the antibodies the, yeah, yeah. The antibodies yeah, they yeah attacked her but uh, which i thought that again those special effects it all was a, practical stuff right it was super cool man yeah whatever it was that I don't know, like yeah, the, the uh, crystallized crystallized comment. seaweed is yeah, whatever. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, but I mean, you know, think about. Uh, I yeah. think about this from the perspective of there's some prop guys somewhere that have to come up with something that kind of yeah. looks at least like they want it to look like. And so, what the hell did they I, use, man? I, that was I thought it was cool. interesting. I, like cheesy said, as hell, but it, yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, and like I said, not. I don't want to get into the medical part of it. It's just yeah, but, no, but, well, yeah, but it is. It is one. Well, of guess but, what? You know, there's it oh, couldn't be a death star either. So no, I mean, you but know, at the so. end of it, at the end of it, they're like, we just want to thank all the doctors and you know, uh, medical the physiology people that made this movie happen. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, well, they suck. You should probably fire those people. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they yeah. they didn't get a lot of stuff right. right. But okay. um, so then mo- moving on to Hanny Calder. Sure, this, I, I was not familiar with this movie, and when you, you told me you had it and stuff. I was like, oh, let's check it. That's a Western? Psh, I'm in, dude. I'll yeah. watch almost any Western. Oh, and before you go, let's tell people what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, woman gets gets sexually assaulted, raped. Yeah, by it's this, a rape revenge movie. Yeah, by three. Yeah, rape revenge movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it, and it came out a little bit after like uh, things like the, the Wild Bunch, Sam Peckinpah. Right. So it took a lot from that. But these three brothers, and you kind of follow her. She ends up uh, connecting with this uh, bounty hunter played by Robert Culp. Who and was great, by the way. I was going to say the same yeah, thing. Oh, my awesome God. In that movie, yeah. I just. It was like Robert Redford without being Robert Redford. Oh, God. He was so. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. I'm yeah. glad we feel the same way because yeah. I watched that and there was a scene in there where like she was trying to shoot the gun and he comes up behind her, like shoots on the hip. Yeah. And like the way he, he just looked. I'm just yeah. like, dude. Yeah, he, he nailed it. Dude, you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, my you're God. Gunslinger. Yeah, 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 you're so yeah. awesome. Yeah, and, he nailed it. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, and the three brothers and then she goes and uh, and uh, she kills them. Right. Yeah, so. Right. So but, I will have to say the opening scene is uh, I don't remember the actor's name. I could probably look it up, but I'm too lazy. Uh, he's the dude with the big googly eyes. One of the the three brothers. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Jack Elam. Oh, that guy was. Oh, I love that dude in all the western movies I ever yeah. saw him in. He was always played the best bad guy. Can I say the three brothers were great? 
Oh, they were awesome. They were awesome. Oh, yeah. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, come Ernest on, Borg- dude. Come Ernest Borgnine, <laughs> Strother yeah. Martin, yeah. Jack Elam. I yeah. think it's Jack Elam. And uh, yeah. Elam is his last name. Yeah. And uh, God, they have a great... Strother Martin was yeah. amazing. He was great. And yeah. and uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to... I'm just very excited. Yeah, I know. It's good. Yeah, yeah but uh, but uh, I love the fact that like they were... They're, they're supposed to be like uh, bandits, and they're yeah. terrible at it. They're horrible. They're horrible yeah. at it. They screw it, up you know? everything. Everything yeah. they screw up, right? Rob Banks blow up all the money. But there's there's yeah. lines in there. Like, Southern Martin is just, I'm laughing. My, like, I love the fact that uh, he goes, you know, uh, you know, she says something like, our Paul would never have uh, put up with this. And and Ernest Borgnine goes, well, you shouldn't have shot him. <laughs> and, and then they're like uh, – and he goes, Mike. I was cleaning hot. I, was just cleaning I told you my I was gun, cleaning the gun. Cleaning my gun, and it actually went off, and and I shot him in the head or something. And then uh, she goes, and every time I, every day I think of his face. And Jack Elam says, "What's left of What's it?" What's left of it? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just really sharp lines. Is, yeah. But well, the other thing is, like, and again, this was I'm sure 100 uh, percent on purpose. All they did was shout at each other. All they three, did. They, they, all the time they communicated, they screamed at each other. Oh, they were on the verge of killing each yeah, other. Yeah, the whole time. So anyway, anyway so but yeah. yeah, so it was almost comical that whole that and whole was relationship. Great. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in the best ways possible. Yeah, but I think um, uh, one of my favorite uh, scenes in there is. Uh, after they they raped Raquel Welch and then they drank all a bunch of they killed her husband, mm-hmm. uh, raped Probably. her. Yep, and then um, they drank a bunch of whiskey and they were drunk going out to their horses about to move on. You mm-hmm. know, after being so callous and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> what was it? What was his name uh, in the movie? The the the, um, the brother that shot the dad, Rufus. Rufus. That was it. So Rufus is the last one out of the building, and she lived in this little Spanish-style house on the you know middle of nowhere in the plains or whatever, a little adobe house. Yeah, grass. And grass he's uh, yeah, he comes out with a with a lantern and he lights his cigar and he's super casual, just tosses a lantern through the window to burn the house down. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like this awesome reveal of the character of how how uh, psychopathic he really is. Like yeah. he did, he didn't care. Like she could burn, she could not burn. He didn't really care. Right. He was just off his way. But anyway. Yeah. So I thought that was real good, and all the scenes in town when they were back and forth in town were real good. Right. But her, her stuff, um, you know, there was some there was some problems uh, with, um, you know, she didn't bother to have anything but that uh, Mexican blanket, the serapa, the serapa, yeah. yeah. But she did end up wrapping her feet. So of course. That was the the producers were going like, okay, we can have Raquel Welch walking through the desert barefoot. Yeah. So they wrapped her feet with some cloth or something. You know, it wasn't actually shoes, but anyway. So it's a small thing, but I caught that. But um, but yeah, I thought she did pretty good. Um, you know, her her um her acting in that in that scene, and then when she met the the gunslinger guy, I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean the bounty hunter? The bounty hunter, yeah, yeah, Robert Culp, Robert uh, Culp Thomas, yeah. yeah. So when 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 she met him, that whole scene um, mm-hmm. when she was still like really vulnerable, um, that was all really good. But then when you go beyond that, I think she transitioned. Uh, like her confidence was supposed to have grown as a character, sure. you know, and all that. But I think she transitioned, which is a good credit to her for being a, a, an actress and, and making that obvious. But it got boring to me at that point. Mm. Um, from her perspective, I, I I started liking the other characters much better, like the gunsmith. Right, I really liked that guy. He was oh, a great Christopher, character. Christopher Lee played the gunsmith. Yeah, he was he was a great character. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, overall, I thought the movie was great. Um, there were obviously one scene that you and I briefly discussed was when she had to go buy a pair of pants because she showed up this dude with nothing but the blanket. Right. Um, he gave her some money. She bought some pants and. 
And they made it a very strong point for the shopkeeper to come out and say, I'm sorry we didn't have your size, but if you just get them wet and keep them on till they're dry, they'll fit you like a glove. Of course, the next scene cut, Raquel Welch stands up out of a bathtub with her wet pants on and super close up on her butt. And she grabs, you know, grabs her own butt to like yeah. see if the pants fit right, you know, and that whole sex, oh, yeah, was, sex symbol thing started mm-hmm. to kick in, you know. They did that on purpose, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and for so. like the longest time, she wore that uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, blanket the, with the blanket nothing. Over. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. A, a poncho kind of set up yeah. like a poncho, yeah. and she was, uh, and she had no nothing on underneath. There was no nudity in this movie at all. Really. Right, right. But you, you could uh, tell, yeah. Yeah, but they played it up. I was joking with my wife about this with Melanie that uh, uh, when she first comes across Thomas, right, and uh, and, he, and I cannot overstress just to kind of go back just to talk about what Doug said. Robert Culp nailed that character, man. Yeah, it was great. so good, but but he's got a he's got a bounty. He's got this dead bo- and and uh, and of course the I think she she ends up with the the horse and also the guy's hat. And I was like, man, that hat looks really good on Raquel. Walsh. Yeah, it really does. That hat is like the he, yeah. he, very fortunate. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, no uh, doubt. Yeah, she was. They they really um, you know this was uh, what probably five or six years after the the first movie we watched. Yeah, and um, they had really gotten good at at uh, making her look beautiful on camera without yeah. all of the little tricks she was yeah. stunning in the that. lighting was great in terms of like how they light her and stuff yeah was very good they didn't do that like oh super soft focus yeah. thing like they did in, in uh fantastic, fantastic voyage, voyage. Yeah. yeah well and this was her movie this yeah. this was her movie and uh what i liked about it was uh she had a really clear arc mm-hmm. the uh, the bounty hunter thomas that she partnered up with they had a uh, great relationship. It, it mm-hmm. kind of, it, it definitely was romantic, but I don't, I don't think it, I don't know how far the romance went because they, they, I, I can't remember. I, I well, not, they alluded to, they alluded to like true love, lifelong romance type romance yeah, rather than just a roll in the hay. Romance, yeah. Right. Yeah. He definitely, so it was like real genuine. He, he um, saw past her beauty yes. and liked what he saw and, yes. and vice versa. Yeah. So I like that, you know, like right now, when, and here we go into a little bit of controversy. There's kind of this, thing in hollywood where you know women can't be rescued there's a male in the movie especially if it's like a white heterosexual male usually he'll be somewhat subservient to the Mm -hmm. to the to the female character also whatever he's good at she's equally good at or better yeah yeah better yeah but in this movie all her abilities traits and and so forth she was a very very strong heroine in this movie Mm -hmm. i mean but she wasn't not you know, in the beginning. Not in the beginning, but yeah. by the by the time by she, the end, she became yeah. a gun, you know, she was a uh, good with a gun too, which was right. just fun to watch. But yeah. uh, you know, she wasn't. She she had the positive uh, positive traits that you would expect to see in a strong female character. Right. And and he and he was her equal, but different. Right. So I'll explain. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'll explain. This is how I explained this to Elzeth when we were briefly talking about it. And that was that I think she developed a, 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 a liking for him because he treated her just like he would treat anybody else. Right. That that needed to learn how to shoot a gun. Like at right. first he said no, of course, and then she was begging him, and she offered to sleep with him, and all that stuff, and he yeah. kept turning her down. He's like, no, that doesn't interest me. 
But then uh, when he finally realized that she was going to go and do this with or without him, he thought, well, shit, I might as well just teach her, right? Right. But when he was teaching her, it wasn't uh, it wasn't mansplaining, for one, right? Right. And, but for two, he wasn't unnecessarily difficult with her. He was no. just honest and genuine with her, and he taught her how to shoot. And if it would have been anybody else, he would have taught them kind of that same way, right? right? With So, in other words, he actually respected her yep. as, as a person. Right. Yeah. And so to me, this is, and we'll get more about the, this in Mother Jugs and Speed, is that was like that, 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 um, that initial sort of women's rights, women's movement mm-hmm. stuff in films that, right. uh, that actually got it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. This, if, if, and then and, and I'm projecting here, I guess, but if I was a female and, and I was looking for equality, that's what it would look like in my eyes. Right. Right. He didn't give me anything for free just because I'm a chick. Right. But he also didn't make it extra difficult for me and, and just brush me aside. I agree. No. So that's where I thought their their relationship really started to solidify. Sure. Well, and, and, and you made a good point. You know, you think about like uh, The Last Jedi, right? We had Luke Skywalker training Rey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was, you know, you know he, he didn't really have anything to teach her. It was very weird. It was a, some quote-unquote subverting expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 they could go back and do it again the way he taught her how to be a gunslinger mm-hmm. they that Ryan Johnson should have watched this and that's the way Luke Skywalker should have taught right. Ray to be a Jedi I mean right. uh, it was you know like to, to your point exactly uh, gender had nothing to do yeah, with it was it. mutually he just, respectful he just yeah. knew that he had to do it yep. and, and he, then she listened to him and because she, she to respected him he, she his abilities he was great he yeah. was yeah. he was amazing mm-hmm. at what he he was you know he was great at killing people yeah but but he and you know and like there was a few lines in there like uh like i think she asked him you you kill people for money and he says something like is there is there another reason you know yeah, is there another reason to kill people is yeah it's a good reason good reason as yeah, any yeah. yeah exactly but i didn't like about this movie and i and like you i love i was a western mm-hmm. it had that sam peck and paul vibe i thought mm-hmm. the three brothers were amazing mm-hmm. i thought robert Culp was amazing uh i didn't like the the gunslinger guy at the end i thought that was a, a cop out yeah yeah agreed yeah, yeah agreed. And there was a gunslinger that showed up at the end and uh the I'm not going to tell you what happens, only because I, I this is not a movie that watch, that people watch very often. If you right. haven't seen it, you should see it. Yeah. But let, but but there's a gunslinger that pops up, and uh, okay, so so let's leave it there. Let's move to Mother. Yeah. Drugs so and moving Speed. on to Mother Drugs and Speed. Yeah. Um, like you, I remember this film from right. the '70s. I don't. I didn't go see it in the movie theater. I don't. I don't think. Um, but I probably saw it at some point. Um, I just couldn't remember it. Mm-hmm. The uh, this is gonna sound weird, but the very first thing that I noticed when I started watching it was Bill Cosby was not in the credits. He was the very first person they announced. They, they they he was not. We'll go back and look. Go back and look. I rewound it. You mean the credits at the beginning? Yep. We'll go back and watch. They don't title him, which I found to be really weird. I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't credit him. So, I think they did, but we're going to go back and okay, watch. We'll go back we, and have check, a, we have video. I actually, oh, yeah, video. I actually rewound it. And like, I, I, I didn't see him. Maybe I didn't rewind far enough. Maybe okay. he really was the very, very first one. But I think he was. Uh, I think Rock Welch was Rock Welch was number two. But let's okay. Yeah, but, but that but that would make that would be interesting because of everything that's happened with Bill Cosby. Yeah, uh, and and so every so everybody again, if you haven't seen this, uh, the movie is called Mother Jugs and Speed, right. and and the title. And why it's the title will kind of give give an indication of the world we we lived in in 1976. Yes. Mother was the Bill Cosby character. Ambulance, okay, it's an about a a independent ambulance company, and it doesn't. I think it says it's L.A. It's in L.A. Yeah, it's in L.A. But it doesn't yeah. say exactly where. I mean, L.A. is yeah. a big city, but 
They're an independent ambulance company that, you know, they get called. I don't even know if they uh, this, well, they, they go out and they – go ahead. I was going to say, it's if, if, you, if you could imagine like a sleazy used car dealer yep. and, and how he would run his business and on the verge of unethical. Right. Um, that was basically how this guy was running the business, but right. it was an ambulance business. Exactly. And so there was a guy named uh, 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 Fishbang. Fishbang. Fishbind. 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 F&B. Yeah, F&B yeah. ambulance company. And Mother was one of the, like the, the, the best ambulance driver he had. Mother was... Was uh, Bill, Cosby, Bill Cosby, and the reason he was called Mother is because he took care of everybody. Yeah. Uh, Jugs was was Raquel, Raquel Welch mm-hmm. because they called her Jugs because she, of her breasts, big boob, yeah. which is crazy. And Speed was the Harvey Keitel character. He was the new kid, which was kind of interesting seeing a young Harvey Keitel. I know he was so young, and, and they called him Speed because he had gotten put on probation at the police force for selling Speed. Yeah. And drugs. So, right. so they call him Speed. So Mother Jugs and Speed. Right. Uh, Bill Cosby, Raquel Welch character, and, and, Harvey, Keitel. and Harvey Keitel. And it really all it is is there's no real uh, story or arc here. It's just about right. what's going on. And, it's like a and, slice of time. And, and, and the ambulance company. I mean, things do happen, but nobody really has an arc or anything like yeah. that. No, yeah, there was so. no character development whatsoever. Nothing at all. Yeah, uh, so. And then so I will say that the, the very first comparison I wanted to make was MASH. Yeah. For, for that very reason, right. it, it was exactly the same as that. It was just right. somebody gave these guys money, had a terrible script in their hands. Right. They got some relatively famous people to play these things, mm-hmm. and they they sold the thing, and they made money probably. I don't know. Yeah. But um, but I thought Bill Cosby was good in this. Um, he was. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, in particular, I think he had two scenes in there that were just, to me, really, really good. And one was... Uh, as, as as the story goes along, um, uh, Raquel Welch plays uh, Jugs, and she's basically the the switchboard operator, and right. she calls the ambulances and tell them, you know, go pick up somebody here and there, whatever code three. Yeah. And then so they, they everybody's wondering what happens to her in the evenings after work because she's beautiful and they all want to date her and she won't date anybody and whatever. Right. So she's been going to to school to become an ambulance driver. Mm-hmm. So and she gets her license, uh, ambulance driver's license or whatever the hell they right, want to EMT certification. Something, basically. yeah. yeah. 1976, and, uh, who the hell knows? Yeah, who knows what it was. <clears throat> but then so she goes to the boss and says, that's it, I'm not your secretary no more, I'm going to drive. And he said, no way, we can't have a woman driving, da-da-da. And Bill Cosby's like, no, 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 this is women's rights, man. You got to let her drive. And so the guy assigns her to Bill Cosby. He goes, oh, wait, wait, wait. You could drive, but you can't drive in my ambulance. Right. So, <laughs> And so I thought the hypocrisy of that was awesome, right? right. It, it right. Obviously uh, unfounded, but it was, it was, it was cool. Right. Um, and then the other scene where uh, a woman, she after she got her own little gig as an ambulance person, um, they delivered a baby, and both the mother and the child passed away. The mother away. didn't die. I mean, the child didn't die. Child didn't die. Mother died. Okay. Okay. Yes, I yes, thought so. they both did. Maybe. I don't know, but it is, it's irrelevant. But yeah. so she was, she was, that's it. She quit and she was heartbroken and she was at home licking her wounds. And Bill Cosby comes by and, and that speech was the, the man. I mean, people nowadays need to listen to that because it was a reality. Basically what he said to her is something along the lines of you choose this profession. You got to take the good stuff and the bad stuff. Right. You, you got to deal with this, right? Because right. this is not... Well, you don't just get to pick the easy stuff to do. He, he was speaking towards the fact that she was a woman, and and uh, 
and she was basically she had played the woman's card, right? And she had been given yes, and and, and now that she'd been given that, now you have to take the lumps. now you got to take you got it you yeah. got to take the responsibility, yeah. you got to take the weight, you got to take the, the yeah, bad that was, shit that, that comes along with yeah. yeah. And so those two scenes in particular from Bill Cosby, I thought were really good. And and and, and a few things. Well, I the the interesting thing about this movie is it's it 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 jumps between like lighthearted comedy and like. Holy shit! Dark moments, some heavy stuff like yeah. that, like yeah. like at least three or four times. Yeah, yeah. When his and partner gets shot, his partner. So yeah. yeah, Bill Cosby's partner gets gets shot. That's how he ends up with speed in his ambulance. Is the fact that uh, that his partner gets shot by and, and man again a PG movie, and uh, you got the the drug overdoses, uh, his mm. partner getting shot, lots mm. of blood. Mm. PG was a different thing yeah, was in different 1976. Thing. Which, but, by uh, the way, I want to tell you. So if if you if anybody hasn't seen this movie and you might have grown up like, let's say you're 40 or, or maybe 50 or something. Yeah. Less than 50. Okay. Let's say, let's say you're, you're in your 40s and you don't remember the 70s. Watch this movie and that scene where they show up to, to collect. It's early in the film and they show up to collect the stiff who overdosed and that chick is sitting there listening to Frampton just like zoned out. God almighty, did that flash me back to the 70s, man. Yeah. I mean, I knew so many people that lived that way. Right. I mean, that was what you did. It, recreation right. at that time was getting high and just zoning out and listening to whatever music happened to be Frampton. Right. Um, but that scene, like, wow, I was just like a whammo flashback to my right. brother and his friends. And well, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I, I will. So it was relevant for the time, of course. It, you know, this, this, of the three movies, this is the one I am having the hardest time with, man. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, I remember just thinking, God, that's such a great movie. I remember like, for example, like the opening scene where they're playing like the disco music and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're showing the, the ambulance and it burns. It's got those white crater yeah, yeah, yeah. bags, which is yeah, yeah. Which is also. Which, by the way, yeah, if anybody has seen this, they have a, a it's like a Chevy super van or something. And yeah. It's all painted real cool. It's got cool rims on it. And, yeah. You know, it's just totally, for the, for totally seventies. Yeah. yeah, totally seventies. Like yeah. the, those white crakers. Yep. Boy. Yep. And it burns out. Yeah. And it's and it's driving and, and they're driving through the street and his 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 uh, ambulance partner is going like, on your right, you know, and yeah. it's you clear, go. clear, yep. you know, go, and he's just going with the reds, you know, the reds Red and blues on, and... yeah, and the siren uh, for no reason. He's wearing like the fingerless gloves. I remember as a kid thinking that was so cool, and I watched it again. I'm thinking, ooh, yeah, so cheesy. <laughs> so because Madonna picked that up, yeah. Well, so. Uh, of the three movies, if I was to say one, two, three, this would be number three. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this movie was not good. It was not good. Yeah, okay? it was not good. It but was, it had elements of it that I liked. There were there were standout elements, yeah. but there was, it was uh, well. Let's 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 get into it. And, and the Raquel Welch character again. I think I think she did quite well with the script she was given. Mm-hmm. Okay, all the I think both with Hanny Calder and with this one, I think she did fine with the material that she was given. Yeah, but. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and uncork this, okay? okay. And we're, we're going to get into this. You know, we definitely live in a, a world right now where people are going like, well, you know, these are the the reason we have movies, the, the you know, like the whole, like we just talked about, like like movies where, you know, women are very powerful and they're, they're kind of taking over the male role and all that kind of stuff, you know, because now is their time. And, uh, and then I watch a movie like Mother Jugs and Speed and I'm thinking, okay, I kind of get it now because that movie mm-hmm. – is like and and I am not this way, but I'm thinking, holy crap, man! Some of the things. Oh, I'm gonna digress for a second. I thought Larry Hagman was great in it. Larry Hagman. Oh, Larry awesome Hagman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he played like the sexist 
asshole douchebag. Yeah. But there's a scene like where he gets in the back of the ambulance oh, to uh, to like to like I guess sexually molest or, or rape a girl, and, uh, and like she Harvey, was dead, right? I, I'm she, pretty sure she was dead. She yeah, had just she was died. dead or something. And yeah. like and like Harvey Keitel was like you know he like basically like kind of like oh you're sick. The fact that he didn't like this guy didn't like lose his job over that or yeah. whatever is yeah. insane to me. Yeah. I mean, there's so many parts of this where I watched him. It's like, okay, the world. If this was the way it was, especially towards women in the 70s, mm. holy cow, right. it was a fucked up world, man. Yeah. And, and I get it now. I kind of mm. get it because there was things in that movie. The way they talked to her, the fact that they called her Jugs, I was like, oh my god. Mm. You know, I don't know. What do you well, think? So, well, so I don't. I, I think that was a caricature of the times. I don't think that hope, was really I how hope, things. Oh God, were. I hope so. I was, well, <clears throat> just back up to Hanny Calder. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that way. No, right. That the, the no. mutual respect that those two developed. So, right. I, it was just it was just a caricature of of the seventies, and yeah. you know, the Harvey Keitel character was. Right. Was overly good, you know, wrongly accused cop. Right, but uh, even he and then was the, a, and then the Hagman <laughs> character was overly bad. Yeah, you but, know, just but, he, absolute but even asshole. he, as the good guy towards her, was a freaking. Only once, right at the end, when he got his cop job back, he said, "Yeah, go home. I like my lamb this way and all yeah. that sort of stuff." Right? Yeah, but God, I think, but I think he was messing with her. I oh that's, yeah, that's how I read well, into it, right? Because then shortly thereafter, she got the gig, and she was going to work. And then his right. his response was, "How do you like your lamb?" Right? So he was going to go home and do the cooking. So I think right. it was a play. It sure. was that you know making fun of exactly what you're talking about. I hope about. so. I, well, I they, think they so. did they did kind of allude to it, like after the fact that she. Well, next thing you know, she was in Mother's ambulance. Yes. And he goes, well, how do you like your lamb? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he was willing to, to take the uh, sure. you know, the, the support role. Yeah, um, he was, it, it was so weird to yeah. see Harvey Keitel. Yeah, being so young. But Okay, so let me let me talk about this for a second because Elzeth and I had this conversation. Because she, she was very um, – she hated this film. Um, for for that very reason, why the way the way the women in the movie were talked to mm-hmm. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, but she didn't even like the Raquel Welch character because uh, she noted that when Raquel Welch stole the ambulance and then the cops were chasing her, she called back to headquarters and said, "Hey, get those fake names Patience, and addresses, yeah. yeah, and send me someplace." And it it was Fishbine's wife who's like, no, he would never do something like that. So in and all of these characters, she was truly the only good character, True. right? So as soon as Raquel Welch gets into a pinch, boom, she she defaults to sleazy like all the rest of these guys, right? Right. Whereas this guy's wife, who was a minor character in the film and was played almost slapstickish, uh, he was a, as a as a character. Was truly really like the only one with an actual decent moral compass. <laughs> the rest of them were were lost. But I think that in by itself is kind of a reflection of the seventies, and and I would say that probably mirrors where we are today. That's my right. that's my guess. But but what I wanted to talk about was um, celebrity versus sex symbol. Okay. And I think uh, just by happenstance, we picked these three films, and we got to watch Raquel Welch turn from a minor celebrity into a sex symbol through these three films because fantastic voyage minor role she was beautiful they they put her in there as a you know a beautiful girl Mm -hmm. because they couldn't have a submarine with five dudes in it right that would be creepy she was eye candy so she was eye candy right but she wasn't disrespected she wasn't you know none of that um but then you go to hanny calder well real quick on that just mm -hmm. real quick on that it it was 
it was interesting that they were like, there was that scene where the, the generals, and get back on Fantastic Boys just for half a second, we yeah. digress, right? Uh, where I love the fact that you had these generals that were like, you know, smoking cigars and drinking coffee out, oh, of, yeah. out, of, the, out of the cowboy coffee pot. Yeah, like yeah. You know, I don't know where they're going to end up in that body. You know, it's just yeah. so. And, and one of them's like, you know, no woman's going to go in the submarine. This is no place yeah, for yeah, women. Yeah. This is not right. women's work. And I, I, like I said, it. But, I don't even. I, was listen, like, I mean, think about it. The script was probably written in written in sixty three or sixty four, something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And by the time it got oh, the yeah. green light and went through and all that stuff, I mean, yeah. when then when they make it and it gets released, sure, that was the early sixties probably when all that crap was written, and yeah. it was you know yeah. that was the attitude of a lot of people back then. Sure, but I will say also not to defend these guys, but I would say <laughs> that 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 attitude was really just handed down to them and taught to them, and I don't think most of those people had. Like, oh, this is definitely the way it should be. They just no. like this is the way it is, right? right. And, and they don't want to rock the well, boat, right? Well, so, and I think honestly that that kind of was the world we lived in. Yeah, it wasn't until the, the until the mid to late '60s when the hippies started turning all that crap on its head that that. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, dude, I'm with you. Yeah, right. And, and that's when it all started changing. Anyway, so so <laughs> that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Yeah, <laughs> hippies. We're gonna do a hippie. <laughs> Well, dude, I, I could do all, like I all have, them goddamn hippies no. throwing that shit on their head. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're cracking me up. Man. No, but I'm I'm talking about hippies as in the real hippies, like the real actual hippies, because they actually had a pretty good idea. Oh, yeah. They just messed it up. And then they and, and and then what happened? I don't. Know, we can talk about this in another podcast. Yeah, right. But I think I think that they got hijacked. Their message got totally hijacked. Who's, by who's the hippies? The hippies. Yeah. Okay. Because truthfully, like, think about it, man. Uh-huh. It, that's transcendent. Like, okay, we're all gonna get along. We're all gonna be happy with one another. It's all gonna be cool, right? right? What was their motto? If it feels good, do it. Right. right. That was their thing. And so anyway, um, but let's let's save that for another day. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking about. What if you're a celebrity? What do you got to do, right? As a okay. lifestyle, you got to show up places. You got to get your picture taken, sign right. autographs, be nice to people, go on TV shows, right? But if you're a sex symbol, it's t- t- different. You have to you have to live that always. You can't be seen without your sex symbolness showing, right? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't roll out in a robe and slippers, right? Um, if you do, especially nowadays, you get ripped. You're apart. hosed, man. Yep. You're hosed. Yep. And it, I think it was probably the same back then. But um, so uh, that makes me think, like, if if you think about the fact that Raquel lived through all of that, and then is now uh, on Seinfeld, and she's on the Muppets, and she's on, so she survived and and managed to navigate that minefield of being a sex symbol. And turned into some, I guess you would call it legitimate actress after living through that. Credit to her, man. You know, yeah. credit to her. Because the scene, we talked about that scene in Hanny Calder where, um, you know, she stood up and grabbed her own butt with wet pants on. It was like, holy crap. Every dude in the audience was like, yeah, you know, because it was like, that was blatantly well, obvious. And and, and for, those, <laughs> for those listening, it wasn't. It wasn't hypersexualized. No, it, not it, at all. It wasn't. It was. But she's but, shapely and beautiful. Oh God! And, and they tantalized it just enough. You it knew perfect. it was coming. Something yeah. like that was coming. And they showed her topless from the back. Yeah. So you you knew she didn't have a top on, but that was as far as they went. God. And she stood up, and there's those leather pants, tight as anything, wet on her butt, and yeah. it's just like, man, that oh was. Oh my God! 
That was I, a, I got a, <laughs> that's good movie making, right? It really I mean, was. It elicits a great response out of the audience. Yeah, exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah, and and, and it just it just was you know uh, it just fed into your own imagination. Yeah, sold lots of movie tickets. Oh God, that. I mean, yeah. I can't. I'm not to go, uh, Rocco. Like even when you talked about this, I mean, there, there are certain actors or women uh, actresses, I guess, from the '60s that that are just kind of like going to be forever. Like her and Margaret's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, dude! Sure. By the way, Anne Margaret, you got to look up Anne Margaret doing Jack the Knife. Look oh. that up on YouTube. Oh, it my was gosh. a, it was a, it was like a demo reel. She was trying to get a job. Wow. Okay. And uh, and she did a thing. Uh, the, you know the old Sinatra tune, Jack the Knife. Yep. There's. Yep. yep. Oh man, you got like. <laughs> there's there's also one of her uh, singing on Johnny Carson. I might show you that later. Okay. Same thing. Uh, young Shirley MacLaine. For some reason, there was a couple of movies she was in mm-hmm. that was like. Anyway, but doesn't matter. But the, the point the, is that that Rocco Welch is just one of those ones that when you mentioned her, I was like, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Well, it's funny though because the reason I bring up that sex symbol thing is not all sex symbols can can make it all the way through that they crash and burn Marilyn yeah. Monroe you know yeah it's a prime example like uh, Jane Mansfield well, Mansfield you know, she yeah got, she had decapitated but yeah but no the point is yeah. that, that they don't always come out the other end of that successful yeah and and Raquel was able to do that well and she seemed I don't know I mean I don't know I don't know maybe she's smart she's got good management she seems, you know she seems she's like tenacious. a good person she yeah. seems like a good person yeah, she just seems, does you know so yeah. and yeah. uh but uh, but yeah, I just kind of in summary though, uh, you know. Well, how would you rate? The, where would you put these movies? One, two, three. Uh, yeah, Henny Calder one, uh, Fantastic Voyage two, and 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 definitely Mother Jugs and Speed is the only reason that I liked it any better than Mash, right. because the characters were more likable. Like, you know, Bill Cosby was he was all flawed but a likable character. Sure. Even the even the ambulance manager, that poor guy was just trying to scratch out a living, and he was up against insurmountable odds. You know, um, so was he a nice guy? Did he do good things? No, but you could understand it in his circumstance, right? So, uh, and of course, Raquel Welch's character was was likable, and Harvey Keitel's character was likable. In um, Mash, I didn't find any of them likable, none of them. And so that's the that's where I find it to be different. Um, but story arc and all that's the same, just flat as a flat yeah, as a pancake. Did, it just seemed like the the writers of this probably were ambulance drivers, and they just kind of had an idea of something they wanted to do. It, it yeah. wasn't, uh, wasn't, yeah, same, same, uh, uh, Handy, I, I, other than a few, I, if I were to give Handy Calder a one to 10, I'd give it a seven. Yeah. I'd I put it right there too. Yeah. I, I wasn't a real big on, like I said, there were, there were a few moments where I was like, okay, they're another thing. Like when they, when her and uh, Thomas were like, they got into the this town and they, they had an argument about her not, uh, seeking revenge. That was like a, a bullshit device to move the story forward. It yeah. seemed like it was forced. Uh, yeah. I didn't like the gunslinger. I, I do agree with you. The fact that there were characters that were more, way more interesting than Hanny, mm. you know, and mm. throughout the brothers, they were, awesome, they yeah. were, if you want to just, I, if you haven't seen that movie, please see that movie. It is a good, it, it is a good Western for the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, the blood all looks like red paint, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, a fantastic voyage. Uh, not the best vehicle for Rocket Welch. It's it's definitely a, a you know yeah, it's a beef flick. It's a beef flick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh-huh. uh, the Mother Jugs and Speed. I, I, I like I said, that's twenty I bucks. Not, you ain't gonna get back, dude. I, and again, I swear <laughs> you can to rent you, it. If one of our listeners wants to rent it, Tony's looking to make oh, us twenty dollars yeah, back. Man, I got well. <laughs> you got well. There's a reason why you can't find it streaming. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I mean it's like I agree with everything you say. It's 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 just like just like Fantastic Voyage is a snapshot of the '60s. This is a snapshot of the '70s, especially '76. That was a very a, a linchpin moment in America, yeah. anyway. So that that's interesting. Uh, I mean, that was the oil crisis. Oh, that was long uh, gas lines. Yeah, all that. The, 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 Nixon, the, the world the changed. Yeah, the world yeah. changed right after that. Yeah, because we went from that, and, and four or five years later. Uh, we were dancing in nightclubs and doing cocaine, you know, as a country. They were already, that was headed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this, this goes 79 I mean, Sat- already. Yeah, it was yeah, already, we, we was already watch, popular. We should watch Saturday Night Fever. Oh, shit. That is, I I that is an overly, it. that is an overly hyped movie. I yes. did recently watch that. Yeah. I, I'd never seen it. But okay. So, okay. Anyway. So, um, yeah, Mother Drugs and Speed. Uh, yeah. I, I give it a two, three. I, I hate the fact that I loved it as a kid and now yeah. I went back and watched it. I'm kind of. Well, like, you're a kid, of course. You didn't know. All you, yeah. you know, you got to see guys smoking pot in an ambulance and. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But I got to tell you, like I said, I, I, I swear to everybody out there, I'm not like. It, it did change. I was like, God, if this is the way we treated women in the 70s, I am so sorry. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I, mean, I know. Well, so once again, I, yeah. my point is, I think that the yeah. whole thing is a caricature, and there are people that did that. Sure. Uh, uh, and I think you could. You could go to Hollywood, and you're going to get that um, devil wears Prada attitude from some directors and some producers. Go go to Hollywood. Go work in Hollywood as a beginning writer or a beginning actor. You are going to get treated like shit. Terrible. And to me, there's no difference. It's 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 when we treated women that way, it was wrong, and we treat people like that today. It's wrong. That's all there is to it. So, yeah. So uh, again, I, not everybody was like that for sure. Cause I, I was, I was about to, I was about to say at the time, people watched that movie and they're kind of like, huh? And we look back on I and other people probably would look back on that movie now and say, here's the problem. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, people are going to look at some of the movies that are made today mm-hmm. and and have issues with it the way I have issues with that yeah, one now. Sure. Yeah. Yep, the I'm way sure the will. way certain people are portrayed in movies yes. today. Is going to be a problem, just like that movie was yeah, back then. Because they amplify all of it. And they amplify oh, because that's that's drama and that's what sells and da da da. Yeah, so, yeah, but 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 uh, to your point exactly, Handy Cal- Calder, a movie, and I'm sure they were not trying to do this. Found balance mm-hmm. that that movies nowadays can take a lesson from. Yes, absolutely, especially yeah. in, in the character development side. Yep. So. Yep, and, and the relationship between the two main characters, yeah. they were yeah, they were great. different but equal. It was yeah. it was fantastic, and again. Robert Culp, guy from the Greatest American Superhero, which yeah. was a total uh, schlock yes. TV show. Man, I I wish he would keep making movies like this. I, yeah. I, he would be he'd be up there with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he was no amazing. So. No doubt. But uh, any other thoughts? Right. My only other thought is uh, let's go get brisket. Oh yeah, I made some brisket, folks. Let's so uh, so uh, hopefully it's all ready to go. And also, if anybody was curious, Lucy was here with us today. Yes, if you heard the snoring, she's God, man, she is so cute. Right now, she's totally crashed out. Yeah. So, crashed. all right, everybody. That's another uh, uh, analog spectrum podcast that's a wrap. for you. That's We're going to wrap, wrap it up, and I hope you have a great day. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> This has been an Analog Spectrum production and presentation. We appreciate listening to our podcast. It means a lot to both me and Doug. As always, we're looking for topic suggestions, folks to interview, and friends to join us on the show. If you can help with any or all of these, go ahead and send a quick note to Analog Spectrum, that's all one word, at gmail.com. 
Are you curious about our past uploads? Go check out our website. You'll find the link in the description. Finally, for any cast you've enjoyed, please leave a comment and a review. For that last part, it would mean a lot to us if you'd make it five stars. Don't forget to share us with your friends and family. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day and spending time with us. There's nothing better than hanging out with you and all our friends in this crazy analog spectrum world. We'll be right back.